0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number 79. God is love, his mercy brightens all the path in which we rove. Bliss he wakes, and woe he lightens. God is wisdom, God is love. Hymn number 79.
0: you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is God is Love, and the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland.
2: The Bible, 1 John, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time, If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess, that Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God Love his brother also. Romans. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. But when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Titus. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. 2 Thessalonians Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Relative Passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God is love. Can we ask Him to do more? God is intelligence. Can we inform the infinite mind of anything He does not already comprehend? Do we expect to change perfection? Shall we plead for more at the open fount? which is pouring forth more than we can accept, the unspoken desire does bring us nearer the source of all existence and blessedness. Jesus' life proved divinely and scientifically that God is love. Whereas priest and rabbi affirmed God to be a mighty potentate who loves and hates the Jewish theology gave no hint of the unchanging love of God. God is love. More than this, we cannot ask. Higher, we cannot look. Farther, we cannot go. To suppose that God forgives or punishes sin according as his mercy is sought or unsought is to misunderstand love and to make prayer the safety valve for wrongdoing. The starting point of divine science is that God's spirit is all in all and that there is no other might nor mind, that God is love and therefore he is divine principle. The followers of Christ drank his cup ingratitude and persecution filled it to the brim but God pours the riches of his love into the understanding and affections giving us strength according to our day people go into ecstasies over the sense of a corporeal Jehovah though with scarcely a spark of love in their heart Yet God is love, and without love, God, immortality cannot appear. Mortals try to believe without understanding truth, yet God is truth. Mortals claim that death is inevitable, but man's eternal principle is ever-present life. Mortals believe in a finite personal God, while God is infinite love, which must be unlimited. The scripture, thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many, is literally fulfilled when we are conscious of the supremacy of truth by which the nothingness of error is seen. And we know that the nothingness of error is in proportion to its wickedness. He that touches the hem of Christ's robe and masters his mortal beliefs, animality, and hate, rejoices in the proof of healing in a sweet and certain sense that God is love. God is love. And love is principle, not person. What the person of the infinite is, we know not. But we are gratefully and lovingly conscious of the fatherliness of this supreme being. God is individual, and man is his individualized idea. While material man and the physical senses receive no spiritual idea, and feel no sensation of divine love. Spiritual man and his spiritual senses are drinking in the nature and essence of the individual infinite. Do I believe in a personal God? I believe in God as the supreme being. I know not what the person of omnipotence and omnipresence is, of what the infinite includes therefore i worship that of which i can conceive first as a loving father and mother then as thought ascends the scale of being to divine our consciousness god becomes to me as to the apostle who declared it god is love We turn with sickened sense from a pagan Jews or Muslims misconception of deity for peace and find rest in the spiritual ideal or Christ. For who is so great a God as our God? Unchangeable, all wise, all just, all merciful. The ever-loving, ever-living life, truth. Love, comforting such as mourn, opening the prison doors to the captive, marking the unwinged bird, pitying with more than a father's pity, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, saving sinners, as we think thereon. Man's true sense is filled with peace and power, and we say it is well that Christian science has taken expressive silence wherein to muse his praise. The ever-recurring human question and wonder, what is God, can never be answered satisfactorily by human hypotheses or philosophy. Divine Metaphysics and Saint John have answered this great question forever in these words. God is love. This absolute definition of deity is the theme for time and for eternity. It is iterated in the law of God reiterated in the gospel of Christ, voiced in the thunder of Sinai, and breathed in the Sermon on the Mount.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
3: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy
0: Will you please announce the next hymn?
4: Hymn number 133. I cannot always trace the way where thou, almighty one, dost move, but I can always, always say that God is love, that God is love. Hymn number 133.
0: Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. People from all over the world have found our church and regularly participate in our services. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have several websites in a number of different languages. So Mary Baker's Eddy's Revelation of Christian Science reaches people all around the world in their own language with its healing and protecting message. So feel free to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Our next Bible study is this Saturday, November sixth, at 10 o'clock in the morning. The questions are posted on our website under the This Week's Lesson tab. The topic is Break Forth in Joy, and the moderator is Thomas from New York. So check it out, and be sure to join us this Saturday morning, November 6, at 10 o'clock. And this is the weekend we've been looking forward to for months now, an extra night's sleep, an extra hour's sleep. <laughs> this Saturday night, remember to turn your clocks back one hour. Remember, spring ahead, fall back. Um, that's this Saturday night. I'd also like to mention again that our church calendar for 2021 has been published and is ready for sale. You can order yours from the bookstore on our church website or by mailing a check to the church. The price is $15 for the first calendar and $12 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address. And the cost of mailing is included. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. There are things spoken here at our round tables that you just don't hear anywhere else. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the round table, Our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in to both of these, the round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students call in on the telephone from out of state. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, please call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by telephone too. We'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise. And illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do that we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy.
5: I am very grateful for this church and for all I have learned here. A few of us watched a movie called Saul, The Journey to Damascus the other night which was about the time leading up to when Saul became Paul. It was a very excellent movie. It brought out how Saul was doing the best he knew how, truly trying to do good in God's eyes. But as he was caught up in the human organization of the group that had crucified Christ Jesus not long before, he was fighting for the wrong side. This movie did a wonderful job showing his conversion in a way that felt very natural to me, leaving me quite inspired. So my gratitude tonight is for how this movie and others I've been shown here helped me to not only have a better understanding of how life was during Bible times, but also have given me a sense that there's plenty of room for us to grow here. We're not expected to be at 100% upon arrival, although it seems that I and others have felt this was a mark of shame against us. It is wonderful to know this is nothing but another lie to overcome a Christian science. I'm grateful that we can come to this church, start learning this science, and make progress as our spiritual growth allows us to. Each time our spiritual sense hears a call, we have a new opportunity to do good and bless others. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for practitioner support, the help along the way, and for all this church offers each week. It's wonderful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Karen from California. Go ahead, please.
6: Good evening, and thank you, fairly, for those beautiful readings on God is love. Those were wonderful. I am very grateful tonight for a healing I had recently. I was raised in Christian science, but starting at a very early age, I and my sisters were taken to the dentist every six months to get our teeth cleaned and checked, and I continued to go as an adult. Since coming to Plainfield Church and working with a practitioner here, listening to the roundtable, Bible studies, testimony meetings, and reading inspiring articles on the website about how to put this science into everyday practice, many things started falling away that I thought I liked to do or were okay, such as going to the dentist. I started questioning why I was going, and before I knew it, over two years had gone by and I had not seen a dentist. But I felt it was time to go, so I made an appointment. From the moment I walked into the dentist's office, I knew I did not want or need to do this again. There was something small that showed up in the x-ray, But I dismissed that and knew that as a spiritual idea, I could have no decay. Some weeks later, an area in the back of my mouth started giving me some discomfort. I started to get fearful. So I went back to the dentist to find out what was going on. He took an x-ray and said that my wisdom tooth needed to be removed. I made an appointment with the dentist they recommended to have that done. I called my practitioner and knew I had to handle the fear. It has been said many times here that error comes tailor-made to fit whatever will make us sit up and listen to it, and in this case, it was my teeth. In the series about Jesus called The Chosen, there is a statement that Mary, the mother of Jesus, says to him after seeing him perform many healings. But still telling those he healed not to speak about it publicly, he feels it is not quite time to announce that he is the one who the Jews, whom the Jews have been waiting for, the Messiah. But Mary says to him, "If not now, when?" This statement came to me when thinking about my own situation. If not now, when?" When am I going to stop believing that scientific prayer can't help me regarding my teeth? My practitioner told me that teeth are rooted and grounded in love. And of course, I knew she was right, and it was time for me to see this. On page 468 in our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, the question is asked, what is substance? And she answers, quote, Substance is that which is eternal and incapable of discord and decay, end quote. What I found helpful to handle the fear is a statement by Mrs. Eddy in Collectania where she says, quote, Do not fear your sense of fear. It is nothing. We are as safe as omnipotent God, end quote. As I continued to hold to the truth of these statements, the discomfort would come and go. But finally, after a week or so, I realized that I had forgotten all about the situation, and with that, all the fear and pain were gone. I canceled the appointment with the dentist, knowing that there never was a need to turn to anyone or anything but my father, mother, God. I am so grateful for all that I am learning here about God and myself as His child, and all the blessings this has brought me. I am grateful to Jesus, our way-shower, and to Mrs. Eddy for her discovery of this divine science or Christian science. I am so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Shardy.
7: Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude to my practitioner and others who have brought the Holy Bible into my experience as never before in a way that has enriched or it is enriching my life and strengthening my spiritual convictions. The Bible is so special with its spiritual messages that I just want to share it with everyone along with science and health with key to the scriptures and speaking of which, Mrs. Eddy studied the Bible for three years before writing Science and Health after a tremendous healing that she had had. The more you read Science and Health, the more you see the Bible everywhere. Jesus also said to the Pharisees, quote, ye do err not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. In searching for the word Bible in science and health on our website, I found 82 references alone, and I would like to share just two of them. As early as 1862, she began to write down and give to friends the results of her scriptural study for the Bible was her her sole teacher. But these compositions were crude, the first steps of a child in the newly discovered world of spirit." End quote. And another the second one, quote, "...acquaintance with the original text of the Bible and willingness to give up human beliefs opened the way for Christian science to be understood and make the Bible the chart of life where the buoys and healing currents of truth are pointed out, end quote. I am very grateful that our church is grounded in the Bible and the teachings of Mrs. Eddie. It is a joyful thing to participate in the truth offered at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Thank you. Thank you. you. Wilba, Ohio
0: luba from ohio go ahead please
8: good evening i'm grateful to uh,
2: plainfield christian science church for all that's available here especially the bible studies and roundtable discussions recently i'm learning how important it is to go into my closet and commune with god i may want more uh, progress and answers right now concerning the future but patience persistence Not giving up is what God asks of me. I am also very grateful for all the blessings that God has already brought my way. So much gratitude goes to my
7: practitioner who who has worked with me and broadened my understanding in these years. Also, I want to thank Jim from Arizona. I enjoy so much learning more and more about Arizona, and I love the beautiful photos. Thank you, Jim.
0: Thank you.
4: Bruce. Well, our, uh, <clears throat> our calendar has the daily statement for today. And it's from Albert Einstein and it says, you can't solve your problems with the same thinking that you use to create them. And it might seem rather light and entertaining at first. No, actually, it is but actually it's very profound because the first thing it says is, well, it was your wrong thinking that created the problems in the first place. And for a lot of people, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow to say that a lot of the things that I have to do, contend with are actually self-imposed, but it really is so. And it's uh, very helpful to at least acknowledge that. And the other thing that this statement implies is like, you, you need to change your thinking. And that may seem obvious, but it's not that simple. And uh, I know just for myself, when I took the time to honestly examine what's going in and out of my head, I realized that probably about 90 percent of my thinking was habitual. habitual thinking, which is kind of a contradiction of terms, because if it's habitual, there's not much thinking going involved involved in it in the first place. But it's something that needs to be done, and that's where Christian Science has come in to help me, for which I'm endlessly thankful. Changing your thinking is no small task. It's an enormous task, but it's something that we need to take on seriously. And for me, I, it was not something that I could do just willfully. One time in our class that we had in our church here many years ago, Uh, Somebody came up with the idea that said, well, you should ask yourself, after you think something, can you say, thus saith the Lord? Or after you open your mouth and say something, can you say, thus saith the Lord? Well, that puts a very significant check upon every thought that goes in and out of your head or whatever comes out of your mouth. But I remember I took the day, I said, I'm going to take this test seriously. Does this thought say thus saith the lord is this something god would say and i did that continuously throughout the day which was quite a took a lot of self-discipline to do so but what i found was that i felt better i didn't feel tired i felt more energized and i felt a lot happier and healthier So I'm very grateful for that experience because it helped me immensely. And obviously this is a discipline that I still take on even to this day. It's a continual thing. But for me it's been very helpful and I know it's saved me a lot of problems as well as resolved many. So I'm endlessly thankful for Christian Science and the help that it's given me to straighten up my thinking to some degree. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
9: Thank you for the readings tonight and the music. Um, I will express my gratitude for the instruction that I'm getting from my Plainfield practitioner and through the classes that are offered here through the Roundtable Bible study that are helping me understand how to pray and watch for the world. Um, I was brought to mind night, a uh, healing that I remembered from several years ago. I was asked to drive a family member to some oral surgery, and I was going to wait outside while they had the work done. And during that time, I decided to bring my materials, uh, booklets, watch booklets, and other prayers and do praying while I was in the car waiting. And I remember going through some of the specific ones I'd been taught to memorize, like the 91st Psalm, Isaiah 41, and several others, and hymns. And about halfway through that time in the car, I got an angel fought to pray with a family member. So I, during this time, as I was working, I would pray for them and then send out the thoughts universally that there couldn't be any accidents and that mind was governing and uh, several other thoughts that came to me at the time, which I don't remember. When the family member came out about a half an hour later, they said that through about that time that I got that thought that there was a, a problem that happened during the surgery and then there was profuse bleeding. And everything that the doctor tried at the time was not stopping the bleeding. And uh, then suddenly it stopped. And there was no explanation for it, but I know it was the prayer. And uh, the family member acknowledged that it had to be prayer. And even the doctor was surprised and wasn't had no explanation for it. But I just was so grateful for all that I've been learning so that I could sense of the need, but also have the tools needed to pray and think correctly. I'm very grateful to be here tonight to be a member of this church, for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker a. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Craig.
10: I'd like to thank uh, Jared for that beautiful music that's really so inspiring list us before the service, and I wanted to thank Fairly for those great readings on God's love. I, I remember with time that being told, or gaining from study, that if we knew how much God loved us, we would never be afraid. And it's so true. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we were taught and we've taught the discipline that Bruce talks about, and a t- great desire to do good and to work for the world, <clears throat> to love better than I did when I first got here. Never knew to check my thoughts and to seek <clears throat> my daily prayer, some good to do f- to thine for thee, as it says in 253. But it really makes a difference, and. Uh, through the love that is embodied, and I think through, I know, through all the people associated with our church and our practitioners, others feel love, and it casts out their fear, and they have better connection to God. My wife's friend was uh, <clears throat> had the nameless nothing or problem just the other day, she's a very lovely woman, but she's, and she's a fundamental Christian, but they, and she loves, but they don't know the science And they love God, but they don't know how to stand up and think with God all the time. Well, when I heard, uh, I asked to talk to her, and uh, I asked her if I could pray for her. And I told her what we taught in our church, to work with the 91st Psalm, because God loves you so much. And I told her 10, no plague shall come nigh thy dwelling, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling and uh, she got a, a lovely report of no problems but uh, they have to wait a week or so and, uh, and she's fine she was so happy and she's thanked god she said to me tonight when i saw her she says you know as soon as i i talked with you i felt like praying and, and <laughs> she said i wasn't i didn't want to do anything before that time. But ever, ever since then, every day I prayed with my family. <laughs> well, she just felt the love of God that we've been working to ex- express. And that broke that <laughs> the hold on her, and she wanted to do it was natural, which is to just stay close to God. and And it brought her through. I thank God for The love taught here and Fairley spoke about that just, you know, is evidence, it breaks free people, wherever we are. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
3: Gary. Yeah, thank you, Fairley, for reminding us that God is love. And thank you, Craig, for reminding us that if we knew how much God loved us, we would never fear. It uh, reminds me of an experience I had a little while ago. Uh, I, I am so grateful to be learning that, that God cares for us uh, in, in everything we do, in, in every day. Um, there was one day, I, I, I remember it very well. Um, I work in a um, small town in New Jersey that um, uh, is a big commuter town and it, it, parking is very difficult. And uh, when I don't get there on time, I I can't find a good parking spot. <laughs> um, and it's sometimes quite a challenge. And I remember one morning uh, before I left home, I felt compelled to uh, work on something uh, f- for the church, uh, for. for that was important for members of the church. And I remember feeling pressured that I needed to leave so I could find a good parking spot uh, at work. Um, But the thought came, no, this is important. You need to stay and finish what you need to do here for God. And I prayed briefly and got a great deal of comfort that God would care for me if I would obey him and not succumb to the pressure to leave before I finished the job. So I stayed home and I finished the job and I left a little bit later to go to work and I uh, arrived uh, in this town um, at a time when the the parking garage that I park in is usually full. So I thought, well, where should I park? And the thought came clearly, go to your usual parking garage. I thought, well, that's kind of silly, but okay, I will do that. So I went in and it was remarkable. Right there at the very beginning of the garage was an empty space. Somebody obviously had just left, so I parked there, and I checked around, and it was the only empty space in the entire parking garage. Well, I thanked God, of course, for providing that, and I could just feel God's love for me. Well, this is not a coincidence. It's not luck. It's clearly God's provision, and... Um, knowing that it's God's provision um, puts it in a wonderful perspective because um, it eliminated any fear, any pressure, and it encouraged me to continue to rely on God to care for me. And that's the wonderful part of it. So I'm very grateful to be learning that God loves us and cares for us all the time and not to fear anything as a result of that. So it's so good to be here with you all tonight.
0: Thank you. Lil. (laughs)
1: Thank you for those wonderful readings and music. I'm so grateful for another proof of God's ever-present love and protection since coming to this independent Christian Science Church. About a year ago, I went to a post office. When parking on the street, backing up, a sign appeared saying, No parking on Monday. I lost track of the day, thinking it was Tuesday, so finished parking and went into the post office. I was there only a short while, and when I went out, there was somebody asking people if this was their car, and asked me, And I said, yes. He said, you can't park here as it's Monday, but I'm not going to give you a ticket. He was an official who tickets cars. I deeply thanked him and left. I couldn't stop thanking God for his love at work. This is another wonderful blessing I've received since finding Christian Science. Thank you, God. Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, for this wonderful way of life, I'm so grateful.
0: Thank you. I remember years ago in a in a class here, um, the teacher said, "Look to the person alongside of you and identify the leading good in that person." And we did that several times and. Uh, that was such a good uh, learning experience, because very often, especially at work, people will not act um, like they should. And you, you tend to get kind of irritated with them. Or And very often, I'll think of that, and I'll say, now, what is the leading good in this person? And maybe it's a, a loving grandparent, or whatever it it might be that I find something good in each one and boy what a difference that makes it just takes all the anger and the irritation and whatnot away and that's all I can see then is the good that that person expresses and that was such a wonderful lesson and such a wonderful thing to keep with me all, all along all the time uh, so I'm I'm very grateful for this church and grateful for all the things I have learned here and all the things I'm still learning here and thank you fairly for those readings they were beautiful thank you Sharon
8: several years ago I woke up with a very bad cold so I studied my lesson and I knew I was wrapped in the warmth of God's love as I was taught in this church and I read the article, I've Got Cold. And when I finished, I realized the cold was gone. The next morning, I woke up with a cough, and it was Wednesday. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't be coughing. It's church night. I don't want to disturb the service. So I called the practitioner, and I told her the situation. And she said, if the cold wasn't real yesterday, Why is the cough? And I started laughing. And that was the end of the cough. And I was so grateful for that lesson because it was my fear of, and it was a human fear, because God doesn't send fear. And um, the mesmerism was broken by laughing. And I've always remembered this, and I'm so grateful for what I'm learning in this church For practitioner help and for the wonderful readings tonight. Thank you. Thank you.
11: Mary. A few things to read tonight. Um, First from Canada. Thank you, Faith, Bruce, and Jared, for your beautiful rendition of the song, Thy Way, O Lord. Truly a holy moment. May we each Day, pray to our Heavenly Father, Thy will, not mine." This Canada. And then California. In science, there is one man manifested through infinite individual works. Since coming to the Plainfield Church, I have witnessed this firsthand in the harmonious and diligent acti- activities of its members, as they work in the one mind, to forward the cause of Christian Science. Delving into the lesson this week, I found something unexpected which caused me to reflect on one of the things that so appealed to me about the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, the alertness of the membership in their active watching and praying over a sleeping world. It seemed that I had always wanted to be part of this, over a lifetime as a Christian scientist. The article, The Call of Duty by MSB, the Christian Science Sentinel, December 26, 1903. And then this is an excerpt. Take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having all done to stand. It's from the Bible. We know that in military campaigns the most important work is the persistent drill in which soldiers learn the methods of warfare and obedience to those in command. History has often recorded the victory of a few well-disciplined soldiers over a large body of raw recruits. As working Christian scientists, we should not be found sleeping at the post of duty, but awake and doing, as soldiers in a common cause, we should be loyal and obedient to our leader, Mrs. Eddy. We should never allow ourselves to fall into a state of apathy, indifference, or discouragement, since each one of us has work to do that no other can do for us. We need to he- heed well the text on our sentinel as it comes to us every week, which is the quote from Christ Jesus. What I say unto you, I say unto you all. Watch and then North Carolina, I appreciate this post very much, especially upon returning from a, quote, vacation, the root word of which is vac, empty, evacuate, vacancy, (laughs) vacant, vacate, vacuum, freedom, exemption, a being free from duty. (laughs) End of that quote of the definition. Thank you. It is good to be home. And then this is a testimony from Arizona. I enjoyed last Wednesday's service and I would like to share the healing I had last week. I woke up with an intense sore throat. My first thought that was that I was going to not get out of bed with this, but I refused to own this condition. I then thought it did not come from God because He is good. I had been reading the daily watches, and with ease those ideas flooded in. It may have been ten or so minutes and I got up and noticed that my throat was just fine. I am grateful for this demonstration for God's love, the divine science, and the Plainfield Church for the wonderful services. Not only are the services on point, the testimonies given during the services are so relatable, and I am forever grateful. Lovingly. Thank you for the beautiful readings on God being love and also the beautiful hymns, the music, and the testimonies, which so beautifully expressed how God is love and how we can demonstrate this in our life. I'm often asked um, or told that, you know, I just can't feel God's love, and how do you feel God's love? Well, there were such beautiful illustrations of this tonight, whether it was um, getting a parking spot or helping a friend being healed, giving the 91st Psalm out and bringing healing into her life through God's love and, and so many other ways and the main way to feel God's love is to acknowledge His presence in these instances. Very often the human mind just goes from problem to problem, you can have a wonderful thing happen to you, just wonderful. And if you are in this wrong mind, you don't even notice it, you certainly don't see it as God, Um, and all you're wrapped up in is another problem or another problem you're anticipating, rather than just being so very grateful for the dear Father who loves you and is showing all of us, each of us, every day, of this love, if we only had the eyes to see and the ears to hear it. So I'm grateful to learn this lesson, to be learning it. And then the other question I, I get sometimes is, is, how can you love, especially when someone seems to be so unlovable? And humanly, that would, would be impossible the only way to love is to love divinely and that's to get yourself out of the way and let God shine through you so as Mrs. Eddy says, you even love the blade of grass under your foot she looked out with great tenderness at everything she saw she felt this great sense of love and the only thing that can bring that is is the love of God human love is mercurial be loving one day and then resentful or hateful the next. It's only the divine love. And yes, it even loves what would appear to be as unlovable and proves whatever that is, not to be unlovable at all, but very lovable and thus healing the situation. So I'm so grateful for these lessons on God is love. And thank you again for those readings and to be with you all tonight.
0: Thank you. Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
9: Hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increases vain, was infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise, for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept, hymn number 269.